This podcast has language that some people may find offensive. You're listening to Opie and Anthony. On the virus. Serious XM. This is Shock Chocks, the rise and fall of Opie and Anthony. I'm Matt Provenzano. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Episode 4. I don't want to keep this light. Alrighty. My next guest hosts the most popular radio program in the country, the Opie and Anthony Radio Show. On December 21st, 2006, Opie and Anthony appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Opie and Anthony! Opie and Anthony were at their peak. They routinely had great guests coming into studio. They'd been making a huge splash on radio for over a decade. They've garnered national media attention. Now they were heavy hitters. And now, a few months after doing Letterman, they were doing The Tonight Show. Very exciting Tonight Show, man. Yeah, Finally are. a moment I could be proud of. Yeah, there you are. Hey, well, with radio, you get those are few and far between. Well, I understand. Now, you guys have been doing this, what, 13 years? Uh, 12 years, 12, actually. Okay, so how did you meet? Where did that come well, about? Well, thanks to OJ, we met. In eight short minutes, it feels like they covered everything that happened in their career so far. Opie called me up in the morning and said, you know, just, let's just say the mayor's dead. And I'm growling, yeah, okay, fine. He and wasn't awake yet, so... No, I wasn't you know, awake. And I'm, I, was in a, I was in a bad place that morning, so I said, you know, what the heck, let's, let's blow up our career. It sounded great at the time. And what happened? <laughs> Even outing radio giant Howard Stern on air. Yeah. He was the pinnacle of what the shock jock thing was. Yeah. And now to see him hit the uh, talk show trail and pretty much as a radio salesman... It's a little sad to see, you know, uh, let me tell you, uh, uh, Crazy Howie, uh, my price is on this radio, insane, Robin, insane. <laughs> it seemed like nothing could stop this train. There may have been an incident where uh, a couple had sex at a church, maybe. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm lost here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you two were in a church? No, no not no, these two. No. Well, as stated in previous episodes, Opie and Anthony loved homeless people. In 1999, they hosted the very first homeless shopping spree, where they would take random homeless people living on the street, fill up a bus with them, drive them to the mall, and then give each person $100 and some alcohol to go nuts. You're checking out the homeless shopping spree, too, on the Opie and Anthony program. Dude, so pandemonium. You should have seen, as we pulled in, lights flashing up a storm. Everyone was waiting in the front of the mall. Now the caravan has continued... And they're all parking. People are just throwing their cars all over the place. Total madness. People with cameras, dudes, just cheering. Everything is nice. I think we're going to have a fantastic time. Hey, can you get in You're in gas. We're in gas. Okay. Blue has grabbed himself a nice blue sweater. Yeah. You want to try that on? Pop it off. The event was a hit and they had four shopping sprees until it was canceled in 2009 due to legal issues. One of the members of this occasion was a man which Opie and Anthony affectionately nicknamed Homeless Charlie. On May 9th, 2007, he appeared in studio. Oh, you're from the Homeless Shopping? Yeah. Oh, right. John Sterling call? Yeah. 
They kicked me out the fucking house. Them fucking Jew motherfuckers. <laughs> shit. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what happened? You had uh, some uh, Jewish landlord, I guess? Yeah. And you were, wasn't paying the rent? Yeah, the motherfucking ate Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think you got your... Um, did you try ethnicities to... mixed up, yeah. sir? It's clear right from the start that Charlie has a way with words. How do you get uh, some change for what what you need? A uh, pickup can, mug old bitches. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you spend your money on? Drugs and being bitches. <laughs> What, what, what do you prefer, like, as far as your, your women go, as far as your whores go? White girl, black girl, what do you like? I don't care. The bitch could be in a wheelchair. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you don't give, care. give me some pussy. You know? <laughs> a, fuck. a little after 10 minutes into the conversation, Opie asks what he thinks about current events. Is there anything in the news that's uh, driving you nuts? Yeah. The president, the war. How about these, these six guys in New Jersey? What, you read the paper, mm. obviously, huh? How the fuck you want to blow an army? You know what they should have did? Let them come on a fucking base. And blew their fucking ass away. He starts giving his opinions on all the hottest gossip of 2007, including that black guy that's running for president. And you know what? That guy running for president, the black guy, what's his name? Obama? Obama. He better change his fucking name. I know that. He's a fucking George Johnson or some fucking body. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna vote for that motherfucker, Obama. Get the fuck out of here. He goes on a few tangents. He says more racist comments by the second. Why hire me? You're gonna get a fucking wet back and paying for a six-pack of fucking beer, you know? That shit. Oh, wow. And then a few minutes later, he says this. I'll tell you what. What's that George Bush bitch, um, Rice? Condoleezza Rice? Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, yeah. I love to fuck that bitch, dude. <laughs> she needs a fucking man. Yeah. I'll fuck that bitch. I just head. imagine the horror in Condoleezza Rice's face <laughs> when she realizes what's As going on. As you were just, like, holding her down and, and, and fucking her. Punch her all in the fucking face. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly you know, what I meant. Just, you know, fucking... And, and George Bush wife? Oh, I fucked that bitch to death. Yeah? Oh, yeah. For the remainder of his time in studio, he continues to talk about politics at the time, what it's like to live on the street, some personal stories, and a lot of racial epithets. This guy's more racist than anyone in the studio. <laughs> hey, was, uh, w- were you guilty oh. of the robbery charge, or was it bullshit? I did it. How much time you get for the robbery? About six years. Oh, I What'd caught you some rob? old fucking Jew with some big beards and a big hats and shit. Oh boy. Yeah. What'd you get? I ain't get. I got six, six years. years. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr was also in studio, and right before Charlie leaves, Bill says something interesting. When you go and you apologize, yeah. then you're acting like you did something right. wrong. You should have been like, "I'm sorry, you didn't. You didn't get the joke. It's a comedy show. Yeah, it's if, comedy. If you're gonna take it seriously. You're gonna get offended every eight seconds. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and then you leave. leave that. Almost as if he was challenging listeners to be offended. What homeless Charlie said on the program wasn't the worst thing to ever be said on the program, not by a long shot. But after a recording of the broadcast appeared on the internet. Drudge Report, to be specific, the press got a hold of it. XM Satellite Radio DJs Opie and Anthony, they're under fire now for airing joking comments about raping Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Will they be the next to go? Is radio cleaning house? Two days later, Opie and Anthony were forced to issue an apology. I just want to say we're, we're taking what happened on Wednesday uh, very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. And uh, we're listening to... Um, XM on this one, big time. Yeah, we uh, apologize to the public officials for uh, comments that were made on the XM show on May 9th. And uh, we do take very seriously the responsibility that comes with our creative freedom 
that we get here and regret any offense that uh, this segment has caused. This caused a debate amongst the media as this occurred just one month after the Don Imus controversy. Today, shock jock Don Imus again apologized for his racially charged comments about the Rutgers women's basketball team. To fill you in if you're unaware, Don Imus is another radio personality in shock jock. In April of 2007, he referred to the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship as nappy-headed hoes. Girls from Rutgers, man, they got tattoos and some hardcore hoes. That's, that's a nappy-headed hose there, I'm going to tell you that now. Oh, man. man, that's some... Ooh. Public outrage followed. I think what he said was racist and sexist, and he admitted that. Then what is there for the, uh, for the owners of the stations and FCC to do, but then say, therefore, the punishment must be there? He's not debating any of the uh, uh, claims that I made. I misapologized. He showed up on Al Sharpton's podcast, and he tried to explain his actions, but it was all in vain as he was suspended shortly after, followed by an immediate cancellation of his show. And now, a month later, a homeless man comes on Opie and Anthony and talks about beating and raping the U.S. Secretary of State. Were they the next to go? On May 16th, Opie and Anthony were suspended for 30 days. Sirius XM wrote, quote, Comments made by Opie and Anthony on Monday's broadcast put into question whether they appreciate the seriousness of the matter. The management of XM Radio decided to suspend Opie and Anthony to make clear that our on-air talent must take seriously the responsibility that creative freedom requires of them. Unquote. They had been fired before, and it looked like history was about to repeat itself. But what was different this time was the huge outpouring of support from the fans, threatening to cancel their XM subscription if action hadn't been taken. Angry callers actually had to be convinced that Opie and Anthony would not be fired. And in some cases, they had to be offered a month-free subscription of XM just to make them happy. Support didn't just come from listeners. Many longtime friends and comedians came to their aid. The one that made the biggest splash, as usual, was Patrice O'Neill. Our favorite stand-up comic, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, thank you, sir. He appeared on the news show The Big Story with John Gibson and went toe-to-toe with Sonia Osario, president of the National Organization for Women in New York City. What happened next was legendary. Are O and A next? I hope not. I hope JV, I wish JV and Elvis didn't lose their job or Imus. I don't know her, but I'm, a, I'm assuming that she has nothing to do with funny. So I'm going to speak as the expert on funny. Funny people should just be left to trying to be funny. What if, what if they're not funny? Then you made a mistake. But how many unfunny rape jokes lead to rape? Your world is not funny. Your world is next, next on the big story. My world is people trying to be funny. Well, I mean, you, you think it's okay to try to make jokes about rape? I'm diabetic. I make fun of that. I'm a victim. I might lose a toe. What's happening now is the marketplace. Now, I think people... You think they were trying to be funny? I think now people... In Do this you think they were trying to be funny? Tired. You know what? I don't care if they're trying to be funny. That's what I'm saying. Why something. are you Jeez. in that business? I've been to your show once, and it wasn't very funny being a woman. It was in your hilarious. Show. She has an entire encyclopedia of, of her stance on it, but it's no passion involved. It's not a real, this is just what she has to say. We are outraged and oh, fired and fired an and fired. Name calling. I'm he's outraged. I am I'm, outraged. You should, be. you should be outraged. I am a fool. Now, if I called you a fool, ah! Yeah, Patrice, Patrice says that if you're having sex with a woman, 
doggy style, and if you Wrong. hit her in the hit her in the head just the right no, time. No, it's ejaculate in her eye and kick her in the shin, and she walks <laughs> no, around no, like, no, arg, no. it's the angry pirate. No, no, That's no. what she was he trying said, to say. A violent act of hitting her in the back of her head, her body it's called the donkey up, punch. Which will then That sound you just heard was members of the crew laughing behind the camera. Patrice immediately turns and addresses them. Why are you laughing? She's outraged. It's called the donkey punch. It's whole humor that she has no Here's clue what it is. You have the same problem that Opie and Anthony does. You can't say just anything on the air. You can say anything you want. It might not be funny. You might get in trouble for it, but you should be able to be attempting. And plus, when is a crazy bum going to get an opportunity to rape the president? If the, the president's wife, John? Because of Patrice's comments, John Gibson was forced to issue an apology the next day. Opie and Anthony continued on XM on June 15, 2007. But little did anyone know that while this was happening, Opie was dealing with other issues behind the scenes. Less than a year later, there was the sex tape scandal. I bet you didn't think there'd be a sex tape in this story, huh? Here's what happened. A disgruntled employee named Ben was let go from the Opie and Anthony show a few years back. And according to the guys, he was a man with serious problems. Things I ask you, pussy is what you are. I'm a you're, pussy. You're a pussy. Yeah, I show up every day and I do my fucking you're a fucking job. Pussy. Yeah, why? How am I a pussy? You're a pussy. I'm the. I'm not the one. The email about it, then fucking respond once no, in a while. No, I didn't you never see the email. No, I want to know how is that being a pussy. Fucking teeth knocked out for your little fucking thing on Friday, because why? This part. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, yeah. do it. Take your fucking best shot, Benny. After he was let go, he tried any way he can to take down Opie and Anthony, but more specifically Opie. He would constantly text Opie threatening and harassing things, basically begging for a reaction. Eventually, he texted Opie, quote, Lindsay, sex tape, do I have your attention now? Unquote. Lindsay was Opie's fiancé at the time. The employee claimed to have possession of a sex tape between Opie's fiancé and Bam Margera of all people. Even this was silly since Lindsay had never even met Bam Margera. This was all clearly untrue. But on April 23rd, 2008, the false story was printed in the New York Post. Where to begin today? More disgruntled employees going after me. What a surprise. Oh boy, are they going to wish uh, they, they never decide to do this one. Yikes. Boy, are they going to wish they never did this one. And people are in serious, serious trouble now because they, uh, they, they went over the line. Obviously, the New York Post doesn't like the Opie and Anthony show. Well, that's... Uh, Obviously, they have obvious. connections to another huge radio show. Over the next few days, Opie promised this hellish firestorm upon the employee who leaked this, and Chauncey Hayden, a columnist who got the story into New York Post and into Page Six. The New York Post decided to, uh, to print a, a pretty outrageous rumor today, mm -hmm. and now all hell is going to uh, break loose. All hell is going to break loose. Yeah. Okay. Just go balls out on him now. Completely balls out. Because I'm not sitting back and taking this one lightly. Simple no, as that. Simple no, as that. No. Oh, man. I feel sorry for this person. I feel sorry for this person. Yeah. Could have just left it alone. He needs his attention. Well, now he's going to get his attention. No problem. A few days later, Chauncey wrote his own article about Opie in Stepping Out magazine. The headline, in huge bold letters, says Asshole of the Week. The picture in the middle is of Opie, 
and they just so happen to go with the ugliest photo of him. His neck looks huge and unnatural. Look it up. The caption on the photo says, The Opie and Anthony show is now officially the lowest rated morning radio show in New York City, with a 1.7 rating behind WWFS. Opie was made aware of this article the day before it came out on April 29th. He read it in its entirety during the commercial break from the show, and he went ballistic, throwing headphones, breaking equipment, and screaming. Then they came back on the air. It uh, was brought to my attention that um, Chauncey Hayden, who's pretty much obsessed with me at this point, uh, has another article about me uh, that comes out, I guess, tomorrow. And this article is so ridiculous. I read it just before Adam walked in the studio and completely lost my shit, broke equipment in here. And then I sat down and I pretty much was trying not to bite my own face off. There's an article coming out tomorrow on Stepping Out Magazine where I'm being called the asshole of the week by Chauncey Hayden, someone who's very, very obsessed with me. He's a dirty journalist. Only a week, though? Huh? Only a week? (laughs) (laughs) He's a dirty journalist. He's a lying journalist. He's a dishonest journalist. And someday he will get his. While Opie tries to read the article on air and explain his side of the whole thing, Anthony makes jokes to keep the show light. He calls her Lindsay O'Groton. Who the hell is Lindsay O'Groton? I don't know, but I had some the other night with a steak. It was so, wonderful. So there's more misinformation. <laughs> you could hear it getting to Opie. There's Bam only, Alfredo. There's only one problem. Uh, che- cheesy dish joke. <laughs> Thank you, fam. <laughs> I'm a douche. I don't give a shit, but let me at least read through this. This is the only thing I'm mad at. I mean, you could call me asshole of the week. You could say how, like, people that used to work for the radio show hate my guts. Whatever. Talk, all right. Talk all you want about me. I don't give a shit. But what really is pissing me the fuck off is uh, this. He, he says. He says, last week, uh, Paige, do you really want... I'll just Dude, I'm just trying to fucking around. But you know what? Sometimes it's, it's a real moment. Just fucking go with the real moment. You're not going through this fucking bullshit. Dude, I've been through so much fucking shit involved in this show. Lighten up. I'm, I'm trying not to fucking keep up. it light. I don't want to keep this light. All right. Do what you want. There's no reason to keep this light. You Do know what you he, want. You know Yell he's at a me, fu- throw headphones at Jimmy. We're the fucking assholes. I, I, Fuck this then. I didn't, I didn't, first of all, I didn't throw the... Uh, the I already explained that I didn't throw the head... You're fucking being I didn't throw asshole. the. I didn't throw the headphones at fucking are, Jimmy. I explained. You're being a fucking dick to us because you're pissed off at this no, fucking dude. No, no, because you're... And we're assholes now? Dude, you're, unco- you're uncomfortable in making jokes. No, There's not a jokes, time for jokes. That's all. dopey show. Well, That's it's not why. fun right I now. I jokes. It's not fun right now, Anthony. Out. It's not fun. You know we've talked behind the scenes and what this has done to me and, and my girl. I understand. It, it, I, I've been through shit like similar shit. I understand. It's not but fun. But we're not the bad fucking assholes here. All I'm asking is not to make little jokes. I want to have a moment here. And when I threw the headphones, when I read this, I wasn't throwing them at Jimmy. And I apologized huh. immediately. Didn't I apologize yeah. to you immediately? Yeah. I did not throw the headphones at you. I swear to God. I know. I know. I went to hit this fucking thing, and they went flying over the thing. I and immediately I said I fucking, I fucking didn't throw the headphones at you. This is a real moment that's going on. I got, I got a girl at home that is this close to a fucking nervous breakdown because she doesn't deserve this shit. I understand. I, I fuck say whatever you want about me. I don't care, but my chick doesn't deserve this shit i know and it's it's everybody knows in in my little circle that it's not true but there's a lot of people out there still wondering what the fuck is going on with this shit okay read it and i'll shut the fuck up well no i i mean but don't you you know just don't needle me 
That's Plus all I'm he's asking. Needling you. I was trying to add a little levity. Um, Dude, there's been times, okay. and there's been times with with you with personal stuff on the show. I'm right there with you, right there. Okay, right. I'm, I'm right there. I'm, I read please, you. I read, believe me, and I've I don't want right to bring up this stuff, but I, I all I want to say is when when you go down a serious road, I'm right there with you. I read you and go, wow, this is pretty heavy shit, and I'm and and I'm there just to kind of support and listen to what you have to say. And I, I'm right now, I'm, I'm completely on edge, and I apologize if like. You're little, you're throwing in your jokes. I just don't want to hear it right now, because this guy is a complete asshole. If you listen closely, you can hear Lindsay calling Opie and telling him to stop. Hello. Yeah. Why? This was one of the first times we got a good look into what the relationship between Opie and Anthony was turning into. And unfortunately, it wasn't getting much better. Opie and his fiancée Lindsay sued Chauncey Hayden for $10 million. Page 6 in the Post apologized for the article and labeled it extremely incorrect. Since all parties involved eventually agreed that the sex tape was a false rumor, the story was ruled newsworthy, and the lawsuit was dismissed. Next time on Shock Jocks. Lives are changed forever. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it sucks. I, I, you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. For some reason, this one is really fucking rough. And the fighting gets worse. Don't worry, dude. This will be over soon. You go your way, I go mine. Trust See, me. that would... Oh, Trust me. oh, I could bring up the fact Trust that you've me. mentioned that 80 fucking times. Because that's really going to happen. Shock Jocks was created by me, Matt Provenzano. The music you are hearing was made by Brad Fry. The first part of the theme song is Gang With No Name by Tex-Mex from Director's Cuts. It can be found on ExtremeMusic.com. The second part of the theme song is Don't Stand Alone by Set It Free under Gas Can Music. The album artwork was created by Nick Balsamo. Thanks for listening.